What's up, players? This is Cody from Player POV, and you're listening to Low Elo, the only League of Legends podcast. You're listening to the only League of Legends podcast that does tons of damage. You're listening to Low Elo. Low Elo. Welcome to Low Elo, episode 27. I'm your host, Jeff Wyckoff, a.k.a. E. Crayons, and with me is Dave, a.k.a. Compy. What's new, Dave? Um, Mountain Dew throwback. It's good. Well, that's not technically new, but uh, we're also joined by Rin and Christian, who have promised to play nice. How are you, Rin and Christian? I'm fine. I don't know about Rin. I shared my crayons with Christian today. Do I get a gold star? You both get a gold star. She didn't. She didn't take the. She took the crayons and broke them all. They were mine. I all them right. Up. Remember, you guys promised to play nice. <laughs> so this week we're going to cover the nuts and bolts and basics of League of Legends, a lesson on commitment, and a look at Blitzcrank, the great Steam Golem. But first, let's talk about the downtime. Now it's a little bit of a dated issue, but the past three weeks have been a nonstop story of server outages, long queue times, chat server problems. So uh, I, I guess the the question I'm going to put out to everybody here is, uh, what do you think's waiting for us at the end of this tunnel? Pulse fire cookies. <laughs> well, <And> cookies. Cookies. <laughs> I'd I'd be down with that if Riot wants to, uh, you know, give us some cookies. If they want to swap out the potions for cookies for a week and then make them free. <laughs> That'll make me pretty happy. Free potions. <laughs> it, be... it might uh, <laughs> it might change the meta a little bit for a little while, but Oh god. All the <laughs> all the potions. Yeah. New I, I, new I, I, meta I, I, is you start with a Doran's blade and, you know, twenty five potions. potions. <laughs> yeah. I could carry out my plan that I <laughs> talked about in my Jax episode, sixty five health potions. Right. Oh my. I, I still don't think you'd be able to get that done. <laughs> so, oh, what's happening? But, uh, you know, I, I think it was uh, Christian. You mentioned Pulse Fire Ezreal. I mean, wasn't there a. Someone mentioned to me a post on the forums where it was like the most upvotes they'd ever seen on a post on the official forums. It was a reply regarding the downtime that said if you, re- if you send us another patch without Pulse Fire Ezreal in it, we're going to turn it down. No, no, no. It was that was me, and it was oh. like four thousand upvotes. It said if you give the server another update without Pulsefire Ezreal, it will reject it. <laughs> <laughs> it had like four thousand upvotes. It was great. Yeah, I upvoted. I'm I'm really getting antsy for this, and I almost feel like it's past that point where I'm excited about Pulsefire Ezreal. You know, they released the video. We had seen stuff in the past that people had ripped off of the you know the the public beta, and now we've seen the videos and you know people have been talking about it and we've had all this downtime after this patch that we thought was going to have pulse fire ezreal in it it's not here and i'm moving on with my life yeah, i feel like really, i can't i can't wait around for pulse fire ezreal anymore they really missed the peak of the hype uh, i mean as an ezreal player i love ezreal <clears throat> i play him all the time you know i was gearing up for i was playing ezreal all the time in normals trying to get ready but then then it didn't come out, and it was like, eh, no. And then, it, then a week later, it still didn't come out. Yep. <laughs> and, and here we are, like another week later, and I've 
I hate to say it, but I've got a feeling based on the way the chat ser- servers have been behaving today, and the fact that I've been twenty thousand in queue every time I try to log in. Over twenty thousand in queue. Yeah, over twenty thousand in queue. That once again, we're still not going to get them. I hate to, you know, almost. I almost feel like beating a dead horse at this point, but. At first, the idea was is we don't talk about the downtime because it's not technically news. Now it's like the downtime is so significant that it's news and we have to talk about it. It's, uh, I mean, I know they're working hard on it, but come on now. Yeah, and the downtime also, it seems like it's preventing them from doing anything else. So that's why it's news because they... They can't do anything while the servers are messed up. But I am glad that Riot is, you know, they're trying to fix the servers. I know, Rin, you were talking about someone you know that works at Riot who hasn't slept in the past two weeks <laughs> trying yeah. to fix the problem. Yeah, uh, huge shout out to all of them there, honestly, because I know that despite all of the issues, they really have been working hard. I know Mixed DJ, um, he's a little bit closer of a friend of mine that just has been like, he's like, yeah, I haven't slept for two weeks. Like, he's just, he's been exhausted and still trying to play community games when he gets a little bit of downtime after, you know, late, late at night at like two in the morning. So... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's true. Kudos to Riot for working with it. I think one of the biggest, most impressive things about this experience is that Riot is very quick to acknowledge that there's something wrong. You know, if you've been playing games for as long as most of us have, you probably realize that there's a lot of companies out there who run online games, often subscription-based, and there will be serious problems, and they'll be pretending like nothing's happening. And then it'll suddenly be fixed, and they'll still be pretending like nothing ever happened. It's kind of the complete opposite here. Riot very quickly says, yeah, there's a problem with this. We're looking into it. We're aware of it. All their employees are tweeting about it, which is is great. But on the flip side of that, like you said, Compi, I just I really do feel like they're spending so much time putting out fires, they have no time to build houses. Yeah. Well, and I'm glad you said that, too. Subscription-based, yeah, in the... In the Ye good old days of yore on the internet, you'd pay a, play a subscription-based games and the servers would go down and there would be all kinds of problems and there would be no communication, nothing. One that comes to mind is PlanetSide, the original one. I played the heck out of that game and there was always server problems and, you know, Sony Online, they would just, just you know, send send us your checks, guys, and the servers will be back someday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'll, no, don't worry. It, it's it's working fine. Trust us. Trust us. Um, and, and it goes back to that methodology. Uh, for those of you who might be new to League of Legends or to dealing with Riot games, um, they are you know some of the first to pioneer this idea of games as a service. That is, that it's constantly maintained, and that you're you know they're basically constantly marketing it to the people who have bought it. Uh, unlike games as a product where you market the game, you sell it, and then your relationship is over with the customer. You know, they have a very open relationship. And I think that that comes out best when they've got new content coming out. But it tends to come out pretty well when they're having some serious problems, too. Well, and that's what happened with all those, the older MMO-style games that when companies figured out they could charge a monthly subscription, they still thought of it as a product. Riot never thought of League of Legends as a product. It was a service from the ground up, and that's why they're so good when problems like these come up. Yeah, yeah. But let's let's try to move past this. Hopefully, 
by the time all of you are listening to this, uh, the, the crazy downtime that we speak of is just a memory, and we're all playing Pulse Fire Ezreal and auto-locking him in every queue that we can possibly find. <laughs> and, and dodging <laughs> when we don't and, get him. Right? And, and also eating cookies. Yes, yeah. and, and eating cookies. Drinking all the free potions that were prized. free potions. The free Ooh, potions if, were promised by... If we're going to by... get the cookies, we need milk. The milk potions. Oh, yeah, okay. So cookie, <laughs> free cookie potions, uh, health potions, and free milk mana potions. That's my proposal for ruining the game for a week. <laughs> In you know, that's, that's the best thing they could possibly do, is ruin the game for a week as soon as it becomes entirely playable. Oh, jeez. All right, well, let's let's go ahead. Let's move on. I'd love to talk about Ezreal all day, but we, we I know we have to save our content for when uh, Pulsefire Ezreal comes out. Let's talk about somebody who actually uh, gets countered pretty well by Ezreal, but we've been seeing a ton of him lately, and that's Blitzcrank. Um, you know, this guy is basically the most extendable O-penis in the entire game known for uh, hooking wherever he can, and I mean that literally, not <laughs> not figuratively. <laughs> oh, I feel an edit coming No, you on. mean it figuratively. <laughs> you got that backwards. <laughs> no, like he hooks people. <laughs> Come on. All right. Anyway, and, all right. You know what? Someone talk about Blitzcrank. I'm, I'm done because all I'm going to do is eat my words, apparently. Well, I want to, to personally give myself some kudos here for inventing the game called A-Raz. So when you guys, I want you guys to promote this. I want everyone to know that I thought of it. All, anyway. all random, all zillion. No, <laughs> that doesn't make sense. All random, all zeals. But anyway, Rin got into one of our A-Raz's and uh random blitzcrank and was that the first time you ever played blitzcrank that was the first time i've ever played yeah, and she was dominating people it was hilarious like <laughs> she had no idea she'd never played blitzcrank before and was hitting all these pulls and killing people and i i will go out on a limb here ran and say that you had fun I did. I had a lot of fun. It's actually, to be very honest, I have bought nothing but Yordles with all of my IP, and Blitzcrank is the first purchase that I just got the other day um, that is not a Yordle. So, wow, so you actually purchased Blitzcrank. I did. I did purchase Blitzcrank. Blitz all right, so, so the, the, the question that's on the, the tip of everyone's tongue at this point is, uh, what's the first skin going to be? Uh, Piltover, definitely. I have to keep at least with the Piltover customs. Okay, that's that's yeah. a Rin. I guess we can't ask for for too much here. I, you know, <laughs> we were talking but about this the before the show. I, I it is the best one. It really is, especially the horn. Whenever <laughs> you can get that to go off. Oh, it's so good. I thought the, I thought the, be I thought the best one was definitely not Blitz. Oh wait, no, that's definitely not Blitzcrank though. So yeah, that's not yeah, a Blitzcrank. Yeah, that's <laughs> not a Blitzcrank. Yeah, I'm sorry, skin. my bad. My bad. Go on. In fact, I was playing a game with the community this morning, and one of them had that skin, and the other team was playing along. Like we were saying that it was Jungle Mundo. <laughs> <laughs> when it was really jungle blitzcrank and well, every I time mean, he'd get a kill it, they'd be like mundo op <laughs> <laughs> oh i, I mean, love, that, that I love makes, it when everyone comes that makes together. sense because it's definitely not blitzcrank that's jungling right it's definitely not blitzcrank <laughs> yeah. jungling and then at the end we said report mundo he never used his cleaver oh <laughs> 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 uh, geez like, when, when did mundo have the ability to grab people you know, if, if you don't get the joke by this point, just open up your law client and go shuffling through the Blitzcrank skins. Yeah. And then, then, then you'll get it. 
but uh, so <laughs> Blitzcrank, Blitzcrank. Let's let's actually talk about Blitzcrank, <laughs> please. You know, I mean, Rin, you did really well. You were hitting the combos. So I guess from a new player perspective, I know you've played against Blitzcrank uh, plenty. At least I assume you have. Mm-hmm. But uh, having played him for the first time, what do you have to say about him? Um, I definitely have to say that I am. When it comes to the skill on it, I'm definitely not super skilled, but I've had practice with landing skill shots, so definitely be prepared for that if you're really, really new to the game. Um, if you've done that before, he's actually pretty easy to pick up after that because just making sure that you have your knockup ready afterwards, even if you don't land a hit, if somebody comes charging at you and you just hit that knockup first, knock them up, they try to flash away, then do your grab, it's amazing. Like you pick up on it really, really quick. You're like, oh, wait, I can do this. Oh, wait, I I can do this. It was really fun. And then with the, you know, all zeals in it, his um, W was just crazy. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. No, but, but all zeal is, is not a viable Blitzcrank mm, build mm-hmm. in the real world. <laughs> no, in the real course. world. For, for the game, it was a heck of fun. So. <laughs> but what would you, what would you tend to build? Uh, what would you tend to build uh, Blitzcrank as though, Compi? Uh, you know, his, Traditional role is to have him in the support role at bottom. Um, how how would you normally build him? Well, you build normal support things like Philosopher's Stone, um, Heart of Gold, uh, things like that. It, it doesn't really matter what you build as Blitzcrank. You're just a giant bag of grab. <laughs> and, you know, when your team, just like with any support, if your team is winning, you're getting towers, you're getting dragons, you're going to have some money to play with. A good idea is always to get Sheen just to make that punch uh, hit even harder. Um, but, uh, it, but the build doesn't matter. What you should do is start off with a pink ward. There is nothing that is more terrifying than a blitz with a pink ward at the beginning. And here's why. The concept is that you you and your AD carry push the bottom lane up to their tower. Then you can sit in the bush, you know, the the bush on the on the outside, and if they ward it, you drop the pink ward and don't let them see. That right there is scary to end to the other team because their AD carry, I mean, they can't do anything. What are they gonna do? Face the check the bush against Blitzcrank? No. Yeah, not no, gonna that's happen. a great way to die. Like any situation where that you present, uh, here, here's a good hint against Blitzcrank. Don't put yourself in a situation where it's a good idea for him to knock you in the air first and then grab you. Yep. Because it's it's bad enough to get grabbed and then knocked into the air. Yeah, you know, he just initiated on you, but maybe you can flash away. Maybe you can, you know, run out of the damage fast enough before the, his AD carry kills you. But... Don't like if you face check the bush for some strange reason and let him knock you up first and then grab you after you try to get away. It, you're done. Yeah, yeah, and true we'll, terror. And yeah, it's so scary because Blitzcrank. I mean, and a lot of Blitzcranks, what they'll do is they'll use that W, give them the speed boost. I think he can be one of the fastest people in the game with his do- with his W max. Frustratingly fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he can just. <laughs> like we've said before, he can just walk up and hit you, mm-hmm. knock you into the air that way. And that's almost, just, like you said, more frightening than getting pulled. Yeah. In fact, uh, similar to the strategy with Alistair, that if you could afford to, 
the idea is with Alistair, you know, the common combo everyone knows is headbutt in, into an immediate knockup so that you can close the distance and then knock the person up into the air. But uh, but good Alistair players know that if you have the opportunity, knocking someone into the air first and then walking around them while they're CC'd and then knocking them back into the team is always the better situation. That's kind of the same thing with Blitzcrank. If he gets the opportunity to knock you in the air first and then take a few steps back and hook you, it's just more CC all in a row, and it creates a real bad situation for you. Yeah, but one tip I want to give to a new Blitzcrank player, we've been seeing him a lot on our on the streams, on the low elo stream. We've been seeing him banned and picked a lot. He's probably our most play, most popular uh, banned and picked champion. What Blitzcrank offers to bottom is bush control. If you play Blitzcrank and you are not controlling the bush, because as an AD carry, since that's kind of the role I've been playing lately, uh, you need to know if someone's in that bush. And uh, Blitzcrank provides that. If you're too afraid to go into the bush as Blitzcrank, then you need to check your head and say, I'm Blitzcrank. <laughs> yeah. You know, Blitzcrank... No one wants Blitzcrank around them. <laughs> yeah, he's so, a, it's a bad situation to be around him. Your your ideal goal is to always be at the front of the bush, always be controlling that bush. And, uh, I mean, if you're playing against Blitzcrank, you, one of your main goals should be to keep him out of the bush. Yeah. Yeah, so if you're, if you're new to Blitzcrank... Give your AD carry vision in the bush. Uh, maintain that lane control. Uh, another thing, if you're playing against a Blitzcrank, you need to watch out for the invade. Because what they'll do is they'll go level one. If they can get into the curly bush right behind the blue, they can pull the blue way out to where they're not risking any of their team and kill it. Um, not only that, they can pull people out of bushes. And one, you know, at the beginning of the game, people love to stand in the front of the bush and like to keep watch. Well, that's where Blitzcrank is going to aim if he goes for a pull. Yeah, one Hail Mary hook could mean first blood before minions even spawn. So you've got to be conscious of it. And there's very few team builds that are going to be uh, competent counter that early in the game, you know, for a level one team fight against Blitzcrank, because he can separate people from the team so quickly. And you're, if you want to get out, you're going to be burning flashes. It's the only option. Now, but you move into kind of that, you know, mid game and then into the late game. His uh, role really changes a lot once you get into the team fights, because he tends to be a big time initiator. But there's a little bit of caution that we like to give people about that, especially if you're not the Blitzcrank, but if you're playing with Blitzcrank on your team. Yeah, and what that is is that teams with Blitzcrank, a lot of times what will happen is they don't do anything unless Blitzcrank lands a pull. So you sit around, like, poking the other team, getting poked by them, you know, maybe defending a tower or pushing a tower, and nobody does anything because Blitzcrank doesn't land a pull. That doesn't mean that you can't initiate in other ways, you know, like a Nocturne ult or, uh, you know, anything, you know, and other teams, you know, will, what you can do on the other team is once Blitzcrank uses the pull, it's still got a long cooldown, even when he has max CDR. If Blitzcrank misses a pull, kill him. 
Yeah. <laughs> Take him out, create a 4v5 situation if if it suits you. Chances are, if he's trying to make the initiate happen and it's in the middle of the lane, he's going to be putting himself out there just a little bit. If you can anticipate it, dodge the pull and hit him, great. Now, if not, you know, if you don't have a whole lot of mobility on your side, you got to be looking at other options. Um, you know, yeah. perhaps the most popular are things like, uh, well, you know, a Moomoo or yeah, a Cannon. If, if you have, if you're going against a Blitzcrank and during the mid game where a team fight looks like it's about to erupt, have your tanks in front. Make it hard for the Blitzcrank to grab the carry. If he grabs a, a uh, if he grabs at a Moomoo, well, then you, you just may. It, the person playing the Moomoo just made it a lot easier for himself to. <laughs> yeah, uh, try you to, saved try him to get some it. airfare. Exactly, you, know? like, you gave like, him a trip oh, for free. Exactly, and that's where I don't have to use my tether. I'll just press R. Yay! And and that's where he can just totally turn around because Blitzcrank, you've got to be smart about your target acquisition because you have to count that if you're past like a fifteen to twenty minute mark in the game, um, well, I, bad news for you, man, because. Anyone like Cannon, like, uh, you know, the, we already said uh, Amumu, but anyone with lots of AoE crowd control or AoE damage, they're going to be aiming for the hook. <laughs> they want to get they want to get pulled into the team because that's going to be their free initiate. And it means that their tanks or their bruisers have the opportunity to con use their initiators instead as closers later on and so you have to be careful you may not be the best initiators but crank you might be dependent on to pull people out of fights to create just imbalanced situations yeah and one mistake that a lot of blitz blitzcrank players make is that they get so focused on pulling they don't realize that it's not always a good idea to pull someone especially in that mid game if you've gone support and this has happened so many times on bottom where I'm against a Blitzcrank, he's by himself. He wants to pull me into the tower, you know, because that's hilarious. Um, it is pretty funny. <laughs> and his 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 AD carry is gone, is missing, is already dead. And he pulls me, and I'm on, like, Varus or somebody, and I just kill his face. <laughs> because all he has is a Philosopher's Stone, and I've got a Bloodthirster. You know, it's not always good to pull people. Don't just go for pulls. Be smart about it. Yeah, you've got to be able to follow up or at least have somebody with you that can follow up on your behalf. Um, other, otherwise, you know, the whole idea with Blitzcrank is you create a real big imbalance early game, and then you single people out late game. That's what you should be doing. Yeah, you know, I, I, will, I will mention that on the pro circuit, Blitzcrank saw a huge surge in play a couple of weeks ago. Like, just a, a, an incredible surge in play. And uh, TSM was one of the first teams that I saw really found the way to deal with it. Did you get a chance to see how they were countering the uh, Blitz plays? Because he was dominant. He was a dominant bottom lane for a long time. Oh, yeah. Well, with Kale. <laughs> yeah. They they were like, oh, well, if they're going to get Blitzcrank, we're just going to get Kale and Karthus. And they would just be like, okay, Reggie, go be Reggie up front, super aggressive. And Reggie would get pulled. He'd turn on his AoE. And then he'd Shirelia. Or, or he'd... Uh, you know what I mean. Zonyas? Um, yeah, he'd Zonyas. And then Kale would ult him. And it was just like, okay, well, you pulled one of the highest damage AoE champions in the game into your entire team, and you can't kill him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Damn. then even if you kill him, he's 
still killing you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Blitz is a great champion, but the, I think the key is is that uh, when he shows up on the field, you have to change the way you play because you don't want that style of play doesn't work against other team compositions. It's just I, a waste of space. I'd say like even in solo queue, he's a real gamble champion because he can be either really good for your team or the other team. It, it really all depends on who is controlling that huge steam golem. Yeah. yeah. And you know, we talk so much about his hook. I do want to point out don't forget about his ultimate people. If you're playing Blitz, there's so many times I see people forget to hit R. That AoE is so good. Yeah, silence. The reason that, that Blitz works as a concept is because you pull them in, knock them up, and silence them. Um, where if you're good, then you can pull someone like a... I always used to say, I, I played a lot of Katarina, that I would hate it with Blitzes because Blitz just counters Katarina, pulls you in ulti you so you can't ult and the cooldown on blitz's ult is what like 20 seconds it, yeah. it seems it seems like less sometimes yeah but the reason he's op is that with a uh, proper blitz support if you get that pink ward and you push the lane now this requires team communication you have to let your jungler know that you you are going to be pushing the lane you need to get your ad carry on board as well say let's keep this lane pushed as a strategy if you do that with a blitz crank and keep the wards out of that that bush, you shut down their bottom lane. Yes, you are more open to ganks, which is why you need this to be a team-wide strategy. The jungler will have to visit bottom more so more than regularly. So you've got to uh but it just the, it's completely devastating and teams win games with this strategy. Yeah, and and the the whole idea, you know, you might be thinking, well, if you're pushed all the time, what's the jungler going to do? Well, the, the enemy jungler is going to be visiting to try and take advantage of that. The good news is if you've got them pushed the whole time, they don't have a, any good opportunities to put wards in the river. They can't ward bot if you've got them properly pushed. Yeah. As a result, you should have control of the river when their jungler shows up the reason you want your jungler at short reach is so that they can respond and you can get the kill on their jungler, you know, or at least create just the three on three while you retreat if you have to. And but, that's why the pink ward is so important. If Blitz is keeping w enemy wards out of that bush in front of the enemy tower, then your jungler can come in from the lane and mm -hmm. there can be three people sitting in that bush and they have no idea. And if you think they're scared with just a blitz and like an ash or any AD carry, add a jungler in there. There's that's yeah. just death waiting to happen. Yeah, wait till Nocturne shows up on the scene and it suddenly <laughs> yeah. becomes, you know, you, I mean, you thought his penis was big then. <laughs> yeah. be so my his my pro build for Blitz is pink wards. <laughs> <laughs> That's the pro build right there. My pro build for Blitz is for your AD carry to go Caitlyn and for your jungler to go Nocturne. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Opinus. All right. Let's move on to our playbook. So we've got a couple of topics that we want to cover in detail today. Um, I'm going to start really with the most advanced, and I think that that is learning to commit. This is something that Compi brought up before the show. Uh, it, it really stemmed from the fact that you see the way people play in solo queue tends to be different from the way 
that uh, people play if they're used to a whole lot of team play and lots of communication. Um, and but but these are still skills that you have to kind of force yourself to learn. And a big one is learning to commit to a team fight. So why don't someone expand on that a little bit for us? Okay, well, first I want to explain the reason why this came up. Uh, do you remember that game, Jeff, we were playing with Garrett, and Garrett was on the phone? Yes. And he forgot to mute his mic, so we got you know, to hear we, the we one. We say so many nice things about you, Garrett, <laughs> on the show. We say so many nice things, but I'm going to say it right here, right now. Garrett, you suck. <laughs> not, not as a player. But anyway, he but, was but on the phone with his girlfriend, and it, he was—he forgot to mute his Skype call, so we were all hearing the one side of this conversation. He was playing Renekton top, and I—I I don't know—I can't remember if I was mid or I was jungle. You were mid. But I went. Was I mid? Okay, I went yeah. up to gank, and when I'm mid and I go up to gank, that's special. You should be happy. Um, and gracing we... top lane with his presence. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and so. I think it was a Darius or somebody, and we we I said let's dive him, and of course he didn't hear me because he's on the phone. <laughs> so we go in and we start fighting, and I take a couple tower shots, and then Garrett ults as Renekton, and right after he ults, he turns around and leaves. <laughs> <laughs> so I die to the tower. <laughs> Darius is really low. Then like two seconds later, Garrett comes back in and kills him. <laughs> And I'm like, why didn't you do that before I died? <laughs> anyway, he came in like 10 minutes later. He's like, sorry, I was on the phone, guys. <laughs> but that brought the idea of commitment. And this, that's a funny example. But in, in real games, this happens all the time, is that people are afraid to commit because they've been playing solo queue. And solo queue trains you to... Preserve your own life at yeah. all costs. Self-preservation becomes your number one instinct. Yeah, because what happens when you die? I mean, this is why I don't play ranked. God oh, forbid. Oh shoot, man! If you if you die once, you feed. Yeah, your feed don't, copy. It, God forbid you give up first blood. Like that's know? what happened when you went top there while he was on the phone. You were feeding. Yeah, because <laughs> <I was laughs> you like if that had been a solo queue game, you were a feeder. Yeah, why'd you die at the tower? Yeah, because I saw you ult, and when Renekton ults, that usually means let's go. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so pay attention to what your teammates are doing, and don't be so concerned about your own life. It's not about your KD ratio, and we've talked about this before. But what this prevents people from doing is committing to the fight. You know, commit to the fight. When you see other people using their ults, using their abilities, that should tell you it's go time. Yeah, Let's it's basically, this. it's your turn. You know, yeah. it's your turn to mash your face against the keyboard, hit right click, get your auto attacks in. And even if you're taking hits, a point Rin brought up was you should stick in there and do the damage. Even if you're taking hits, stay in there and do the damage, especially if you know you're going to die. You know, I mean, and, and let's face it, you, you know, you get a you get a feeling for these kinds of things. If you get singled out, you know, you're going to die. So what's better dying, giving the kill over to the team and doing nothing or dying, giving the kill over to the team and, you know, taking somebody on their team down to a quarter health. Yeah. And I think that should be a thing is instead of trying to save your own life, die heroically. 
I like that. Die heroically. <laughs> just basically yeah. don't Try to- don't be toe touchy. Really, if you're going to commit, just go and don't be afraid to die because it's going to happen. You're not going to be, you know, uh, you're not going to live forever in that game. It's okay to die. Do not be afraid to die once in a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No shirt, no shoes, no glory. <laughs> hey Jeff, you Jeff, you ever play uh, Dawn of War, the first one? Absolutely, dude. I play that game competitively. Okay, you know the opening, fact. the opening sequence, um, where the Space Marine he's racing to the top of the hill to plant the flag. Yeah, and he's, he's getting, getting shot. shot. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> yeah, guys, go get that on YouTube. Watch it, and that's what we what we're talking about when di- we say die heroically. Oh you know, man. You know, that just brought up, do you remember, uh, I'm sorry to digress here, but anyone who's ever played this game will appreciate it. You remember how, like, when you had the hero units fighting against each other, if they scored the killing blows, they had, like, special kill animations? Oh, yeah. yeah. How cool would it be to have that in League of Legends? Special kill animations? Special oh, kill yeah. animations. That would be OP. Like, if, if a certain champion kills somebody with an auto attack, like, there's a special kill animation to it. That like would be so sweet. Like Skyrim style? Like it stops yeah. the entire game and zooms in. No, 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 no. <laughs> like you gotta let the action keep no. going. So like for the like if Garen, let's say Garen kills somebody not with his ultimate, or even maybe with his ultimate, you could have all kinds of cool stuff like that. But you know, if he kills him with like an auto attack, his auto attack still goes the normal way, but like maybe the champion, like you see them like split in half and then just turn <laughs> oh, into like a fine red mist or wait, something like that. Wait, you know? I, I just got an awesome. I want to see. I want to see that with like Vagar's whole combo. You see, you get ulted by Vagar, you die. Oh. All that stuff is just a pile of boots. Yeah, yeah. No, you, yeah. Like <laughs> no, you literally explode. Yeah, <laughs> just blow up. You know, it's like Trundle comes over and whack somebody for the kill with his auto attack, and you see, like, you know, they're sitting there with, like, their heads sticking out of the ground because he just yeah. pounded them into the ground, you know? <laughs> that would be really neat. They Anyways, are... what, what were we talking about? Dying heroically? There is actually some special kill animations. Fizz has that. Um, specific short characters, um, mostly the Yordles, Annie included, and other fizzes will. If you get the landing blow or the final kill with his fish, it will eat the champion completely. Okay, okay, yeah, and, and stuff like that I like, but I I would rather it not be so much of an Easter egg as it is like a feature, Standard something to look feature. forward yeah, to. You know, I, I I would like it to be. You know, and it doesn't have to be between every champion. Like, I don't expect Garen to have 99 specific kill animations <laughs> with his, you know, with plus, his... Plus uh, voices, oh, like, hey. die, Urgot. Right. Yeah. <laughs> die, all, all those. Yeah, all no, those, we, don't, we don't need this to be Dota 2, because Dota2sucks.com. Well, all those kill animations where his enemies are cut in half horizontally. Yeah, yeah, it's just, like, having those little interactions, that'd be kind of neat mm-hmm. anyway actually anyway really make your life worth something it's not that you die because guess what guys you come back when you die in league of legends you know so when you're playing league of legends make your champion's life worth something and yeah. then but in life you don't come back so make your life worth something too yeah like you know i guess if you have to die in real life do it heroically but you know if not we don't want you to die like yeah. that that would be our advice for real life. Would be so just on, don't die. So on your deathbed, you don't want to say, "I'm sorry, Compy, I was on the phone." 
and I ulted and I ran away. Don't let that be you. Yeah. Com- don't let commit. Yeah. Or don't be, also, don't be overcommitted like me. Like, hey, we killed the entire team. Morgana got away. I'm going to chase her down lane. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't get the fire in your eyes. You know that that's a completely different problem right there. The bloodlust. But uh, the the other lesson to learn is. Uh, if you're going to take a phone call from your girlfriend while you're playing, maybe you should mute Skype. <laughs> Garrett. Garrett. <laughs> I wish I was there for that game now. It was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. It was pretty funny. All right. Did we end up winning that? <laughs> yeah, we did. Like, pretty solidly, actually. Um, all right. So let's, let's go ahead. Let's get into the nuts and bolts of... League of Legends. And by that, I'm talking about the stuff that happens when you're in-game and you press escape. Let's talk about that options menu a little bit, more specifically the keybinds. There's a couple of very choice keybinds that people need to be aware of. Things that, you know, they're they're defaulted, but you can go ahead, reassign them, and they'll make your life easier. And in a lot of ways, they're actually going to make your play a lot stronger. Yeah, and this is something that, you know, we have a lot of newer players, and uh, we did a segment a, a couple, few shows back about the metagame, sort of introducing the metagame. And I know I've heard this a lot, I don't know about you, Jeff, is people asking, what smart casting? <laughs> what, what is smart casting? <laughs> well, smart casting is normally by default in League of Legends, you have I mean, to just press... just to be clear, <clears throat> I actually know what smart casting is. I'm... I'm... <laughs> I'm asking the question, you know, so that we can do the segment. But what is smart casting? (laughs) Sure, Jeff, sure. Okay. By default, League of Legends, you have to press the button of your ability. Say your rise, and you want to cue someone. You have to hit Q and then click on them. And that's two steps. Well, if if you rearrange your key bindings, you press Q when your mouse is mousing over them. And it does it instantly. That's one step. So the reason, if you're if you're like a level five summoner and you get some Smurf, that's someone who's like me who makes a new account just to pick on noobs. Um, if you see a Smurf LeBlanc just going spell, 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 that's they're not magical. That's what they're doing. They're using smart casting. Well, the spells uh, are magical. Well, yes, the LeBlanc is very <laughs> magical, but anyway, they are not a magical person. Okay, they don't. Well, have they could some be. Un- <laughs> oh God! Like you don't know that. <laughs> okay, they may may or not. Damn it, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> they might be Korean, or maybe they're not Korean. Yeah, they don't have some some godlike skill. They're just using smart casting and hitting Q R W E, which is. LeBlanc's combo with their mouse pointer pointing at you. If you're not using smart casting, then you have to go Q, click, R, click, W, click, E, click, and hoping that you hit all of those. So you can use smart casting. There are a bunch of different options. You can use smart plus self cast. If you use like Taric, which means like Taric's heal will heal whoever your mouse is over. If your mouse isn't over anyone, then it will heal, heal yourself. So you can play with champion specifics uh, all day until you get the setup that you really like. 
Yeah, <clears throat> and just check out the options because you can set all of these individually. You can set certain keys to be, and, and this is something that I do, and I know you do it also, Compi. Uh, on certain champions, depending who you're playing, you'll take a second right before the game actually starts or before the minions spawn to set certain things to smart cast and certain certain things to not smart cast, and you know customize those key bindings because you there may be situations where you want to line stuff up. Or yep. there might be a situation where, you know, I mean, it, this is how I learned smart casting. I played Ezreal. I played Ezreal for like two weeks straight. Mm -hmm. I, I played Ezreal and I set everything to smart cast. And sure, my first five games had me teleporting in random directions and, <laughs> you know, ulting trees and queuing my <laughs> yeah. own minions and stuff like that. But by the end, I was able to lay down a combo pretty impressively. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, it does take practice, though, if you've never smartcasted before. So be prepared to maybe warm up with a bot game just so you can get a feel for what's going to happen without everyone yelling at you in the solo. A bot queue. game or ten. Smart, yeah, <laughs> smartcasting yeah. has a real pretty big learning curve when if you're been doing it not if you have not been using smartcast for the past or like in my case your entire lull career and just getting into it. You're going to make a lot of mistakes because I've been trying to smart cast with Jax recently. I've been smart casting my items because I want to instantly place down wards and jump to them instantly. But I've had multiple situations where I put the ward like not far enough. It hits the wall <laughs> on my side and I jumped. So that's it. what you were doing when you put that ward like two feet in front of you and then jumped on it. Yes, I smart cast it because <laughs> I wasn't fully used to And it. died anyway. And the funny thing about that is that it's called smart casting, but it made you look really dumb. <laughs> yeah, it's, a but whole irony I want... behind, it's a whole irony behind smart casting. Like the first time you do it, you're not going to look smart. Yeah, I want to put a word of caution in here. Don't get uh, don't follow anybody's advice on this make it what you want for example um we'll go back to Ezreal since he's such a smart casting person uh i prefer to use Ezreal's ult as a smart cast because when i use it it's usually because someone's in my face or i'm getting in someone's face now if you're the type of Ezreal player that likes to use the ult to snipe people that are running away across the map then you might not want to smart cast the ultimate and smart cast everything else um, but if I have to have that extra click, that can mean that I die and they live uh, when they're in my face. Uh, when I play Leona, I like to really line up my ultimate from the bushes because the ring is the range on it is huge. Uh, other Leonas might prefer to use it in the heat of battle. Yeah. So that, but uh, smart casting, yeah, that's all that. But another thing that we wanted to talk about was the leveling up. And this was something that it, I didn't start doing until, I want to say, three or four months ago, where you can set it to where you can hit Alt. I think the default is Control. Yeah, it's Control. You can hit Control-Q to level up your Q. I've switched mine to Alt, be, Alt because I use my thumb and it's a little bit easier to level up your abilities. And I cannot count how many times since I started doing that I have hit six in the middle of a fight, leveled up my ultimate, and then used that to win the fight. Yeah, it's all, all it all it makes is that uh, one thing a lot of people don't realize, especially if you're newer to the game or if you haven't played a lot of competitive matches, is that having a higher level of a skill, even if it's if it's something else other than your ultimate, 
having that higher level can really put you ahead against another player in that mid game or that early game. And so if you're in a team fight or if you're just, you know, in a skirmish, say at the bottom lane or at the top lane, wherever, if you're in a skirmish and you happen to level up in the middle of that skirmish because of uh, minions killing each other or something like that, then being able to very quickly level up an ability and then use it, it could mean victory in that fight. Yep. Yeah, and so my challenge is, is that since I started doing that, I made a, a promise to myself that I would never use the mouse to level up an ability again. Because I felt like an, I was the only noob that did that. You know, watching all the pro streamers, they all just immediately. So, But now I'm trained that when I see those little plus signs, I know what I'm leveling up. Okay, level 6, Alt-R. There we go. And it's just, that can mean the difference between a, a kill or a death. Yeah, and you know, you get you, to learn these things. You sometimes you do have to challenge yourself a bit um, with both leveling up. You just get in the habit of doing it with SmartCast as well. I mean, don't don't uh, listen to this and say, okay, well, I like to play Warwick. I'm gonna put his W on SmartCast because that's cheating. Same thing with Teemo's W. Really, anything that's a self-only buff, that's kind of cheating to SmartCast it. You're not actually doing yourself any favors. Well, yeah, but we're talking about leveling up now. So now I've done <laughs> it so long that I now, like, it's muscle memory. I see the plus sign, alt, whatever. It's great. Training your fingers to do what your brain wants them to do. That's what they talk about a lot in StarCraft. Well, we can talk about that in LOL. Yeah. Well, I mean, you ask, why, why is it that uh, you see a lot of players out there while they're waiting for their cues to wind down on stream? Why do they play Tetris? Because, well, the reason is, is because it trains you to have to make certain movements with your hand and respond and do different things. So uh, it actually increases uh, that old term, APM, APM. That's high, low Tetris, right? Ranked. Yeah, high, low rank Tetris. 360 no scope Tetris. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> MLG, 360, yeah, MLG 360 no scope MLG, skills yeah. video. Tetris. <laughs> yeah. I'm serious. I'm totally serious. Like, if you really wanted to, uh, you know, go that route, if you wanted to, you know, if you're asking yourself, how can I elevate my play? I already know uh, how to smart cast. I already level up. I already do all of this stuff. I know the strategies in game and I'm a good team player. What, what can you do next? Well, you know, honestly, besides playing a whole lot, play Tetris. Uh, and I'm totally serious because it'll increase yeah. your AP, the, your actions per minute. Yep. And having a high actions per minute is less important in League of Legends. That's one of the reasons why League of Legends is so popular and so much fun to watch is because it, you don't need such a high APM. But you can benefit from having it. Yeah, so, and for for those of people, uh, art, uh, League of Legends is from an RTS perspective perspective. I mean, yeah, you're controlling one character, and our APM is something that is really important in an RTS. That's why if you ever watch any competitive StarCraft, if you ever hear anyone talk about it, they'll talk about, oh, dude, uh, his APM is like 300. That's amazing. You know, uh, in League of Legends, you don't need 300 APM. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. In uh, fact, but, if you can pretty much count that if anyone's talking about APM, they're probably just trolling themselves at this point. So, yeah. 
But, but one thing they also, and this is another topic I wanted to talk about today, was another thing they also talk about with RTS games is that uh, a useful APM versus not useful APM. Mm -hmm. Just spamming a click, that raises your APM a whole lot, but it's not doing anything for you. Uh, this is something that uh, Well, but might Compi, get if I click faster, yeah. I'll run faster, won't I? <laughs> So <laughs> that's the myth, right? And and this goes back from like NES. I'm talking original NES, right? Like if you hit A more, if you hit A faster, Mega Man will shoot faster. But um, no, talking about League of Legends, if you're running away from someone, don't get caught spam clicking. You know, be comfortable. Click where you want to go. The little path draws on the map. And then you can use your mouse along with your smart casting to do anything you need to do. You might need to quickly turn. You might need to hit a skill shot. Um, clicking, that's junk APM if you spam click, and it's not going to get you there any faster. <laughs> yeah, you, you may need to be looking somewhere else on the map to get an idea of where the positioning is of the other team or your team. And, you know, if you're sitting there spamming your click the entire time, you're not being productive. You, know, you could be spending more time paying attention to the field, generating more map awareness and getting an idea of what is going to happen next rather than worrying about what's happening right now. Yeah, and these are all little things, guys. They're really little things, but uh, they can add up. Yeah, and I would actually take them in reverse order. Like if you were to set up a uh, list and dedicate you know, yourself to learning these things, um, especially if you're starting in you know, solo queue, I'd start with uh, less meaningless cl clicking, and then I would move to learning to level up your abilities, and then I'd move to smart casting, and then I would move to the big behavioral change that is learn to fight and commit to your fight. Because that's going to take you time, because it means trusting your teammates, and uh, that's unless you're playing with people regularly, the same people regularly that's going to be a really tough one to learn. And it could end up being very frustrating, and it's going to go over better if you have all these little skills built up already. Didn't, uh, Christian, you said you had one of the champions had some advice about right. oh, that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. As uh, Mordekaiser would put it, you only need to click once. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Pressing Chad, the button can, a whole lot. I mean, come yeah. on, you, you have cooldowns on everything. Jeff, when you're editing, make sure you like add some echo or whatever to make me sound more like Mordekaiser. <laughs> yeah, you want me or to do that? Or don't, because now when he asks you to, it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll uh, I'll see what I can do for you, Christian. <laughs> All right. So then our listeners will find out that Christian actually doesn't have an Amumu voice. It's all in post. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff just edits it to sound that way. And but but Christian doesn't know that, so we just keep oh. having him do his Amumu voice, which is really just his regular voice. But but I thought I did such a good impression. Oh, okay. Alright. I did such a good impression. <laughs> well, you know, uh last uh, over the last couple of weeks here. We've been really gearing up the stream on the site at uh, lowelo.com slash stream. And if you've been fortunate enough to join us, then you know what it's all about. Uh, if not, I'm going to give you a quick description. We try to get as many people as we can, new faces, new players, into community 5v5s. We balance out the teams as best as we possibly can, and then we go. 
and we have our own team of shoutcasters who are you know building up and uh, training and working with them as much as we possibly can but we have them cast the show and you know talk about it on on air just like you would a professional event well we've been seeing in the last couple weeks some really close games and some really big comebacks uh, i mean some really really big comebacks uh, and then even in competitive play, we've seen some, well, I would call them throws, but we'll call CLG versus M5 a really <laughs> big comeback. So sticking with that theme, our game this week is actually a challenge to all of you listeners and players to send us an email with a screenshot of a, uh, a victory of, of a victory scene where you have a really big comeback and maybe even tell us a little bit about it. I mean, I'd love to see stuff where, you know, you got victory and you were down by like 20 kills. It's happened to me. It's always exciting and it's a, a lot of fun. So show it to us, show us how you were able to come back. Oh, well, there's the other side too, where you could show us a defeat screen where your team was up at 20 kills. I guess it, that's <laughs> legit. That's legit. That's somebody's comeback. Yeah. If you're humble enough, please send us those where, you know, you were 30 kills ahead with big <laughs> defeat screen on as the end result. Yeah. And, you know, that might actually be a good opportunity to tell, you know, what, what did you learn? Because if you're up by that many kills, it seems like victory is inevitable. Well, you know, what happened? You know, why is it that this team was able to come back? Do you just take it too long? Did you let them build up their items to the point where the lead didn't matter? Just jungler's what fault. Jungler <laughs> didn't gank. That's that it or or was it the jungler's <laughs> fault? <laughs> <laughs> but send us your screenshots. Uh, little pro tip if you haven't figured it out already. If you hold down alt while hitting the print screen button on your computer, you'll take a print screen of only the window that you have open. So you don't have to get everything else out there. A lot easier for taking those screenshots. But send them to us. You can wow, send those emails. Pro tip. Yeah, yeah, I, didn't know, I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Wow. Really? Wait, hold on. Print screen. Wait, was it all print screen? Yeah, yep, alt, alt and print screen. screen. Everyone try, try it. <laughs> try yeah. it right now. All right. Oh, it actually does work. Holy e crap. Everyone, everyone in this podcast is a noob except for me and Rin. <laughs> You know it. So send that to us. We've got a new email to us. All the old ones still work, but we'd prefer you send this stuff to team at lowelo.com. That's T-E-A-M at lowelo.com so that all of us get it and we can uh, go ahead, look at it, and read off some of the best scores that we see, whether I guess they're wins or victories, uh, on the next show. So let's go ahead and divert to email. Uh, Compi, uh, I, I know we love low elo victories so uh why don't you read us some email yeah we had an email from luke all right all right this guy his summoner name is muddian and apparently he played a game with me now i don't remember at all but uh because you're so famous <laughs> <laughs> no more like because i've played nine million games um yeah so apparently he uh he did a he was a horrible jungle trundle and felt completely embarrassed. Oh well and see, he probably thought you were playing with Hacha. And that's yeah, why I probably thought because when a jung when a trundle does terrible, I assume it's Hacha. So <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway. 
<laughs> he says, I hope he forgets this game, but as yeah, it was a horrible jungle trundle. Funny thing was no one raged, no one yelled. All I got was a couple of pieces of advice on my build. It was weird in a way, but a good weird. So I guess, you know, that's a success story from the low elo community. Come join us and play games with us. It's a good weird. Yeah, it's a good weird. <laughs> Well, I mean, kudos to everyone who was in that game um, for just giving the feedback because, you know, that's that's the way it should be. Someone just really blows it on your team. Then, you know, I mean, it's okay to be upset. It's kind of how you respond that uh, makes the difference, though. You know, do you show you're upset? Do you rage at them? Do you yell and type nasty things in chat, call them names? Well, I'd prefer you didn't. Um, I'd prefer that, you know, we all have a chance to just be like the experience that this guy had and provide some feedback, tell them what, you know, what they did wrong and how they can improve next time and then queue up again. You know, that's really the ultimate vote of confidence right there is queue up with the guy who just lost the game for you. Yeah. No. And that's, that's why we love these success stories because we set out to do this, to build this kind of community where people don't rage, where people are classy, where people, you know, are supportive and helpful. So I'm glad. Thanks, Muddyan, for the email. We got another one from Alex. Uh, I don't, he didn't give his summoner name, but he was talking about how he plays a lot of Nautilus, but he likes to play him in the support role in bottom lane and uh, asks, I think he's just as good in a bot as he is in a bot lane, not in a bot game, as he is in jungle. What do you guys think? Yeah. Nautilus is an amazing support. Everything we just said about Blitzcrank just applied to Nautilus. It pretty much applies to Nautilus, yeah. I yeah. Mean, you know, he, he does the hook just Pro as well. Pro build, pink wards. Yeah. <laughs> Three Three pink wards and health pots. That's all you need. And his model is so big that, you know, when you do get vision of him as an enemy, you know, if you're playing against him, when you do get vision of him in the bush, like, it scares you for a second. Like, you just pee a little bit. In fact, <laughs> Nautilus might even be better because Blitz has to be level 2 to have 2 CCs. Nautilus yeah. can be level 1 and have 2 CCs because of the passive. You yeah. can check, face check the bush with the Nautilus in it, you get stunned, run away, then you get hooked. But you can't hook the blue from the other side. No. That's, I think that's, that's a the big key difference. Yep. Big yeah. key difference. So we had another email that came in from a uh, summoner named Shurimpu. <clears throat> he, uh, well, I'm not going to read this because uh, honestly, the, the email is like a paragraph of him saying wonderful things about us. And I always feel like it's just a little bit vain for us to read email that talks about how awesome we are. But, but we'd uh, love to get it, so yeah. send it. Yeah, so continue <laughs> to send it. Uh, you know, but uh, okay, here, I'll, I'll read like the last the last sentence or two that he had. It says, anyway, I'm going to try and participate in the community more. Fan mail, games, idling in the channel, you name it. You guys are cool, so we just must uh, definitely game sometime. Keep up the good work. Uh, I leave you with a law-based joke to share. I've been claiming this joke as my own for the entire last week, so uh, now you know where it came from. Said, so why can't Darius spin around like Garen? I don't know. Why can't he spin around like Garen? Because he's imbalanced. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. He he actually then he wrote me again and told me that I guess the original joke was uh, why does why does Vane tumble so much? Because she's imbalanced. <laughs> So, uh, 
whatever. I, I like jokes and I'll claim them as my own and then I'll try and give credit where credit's due. So um, great strategy for getting your email on the show there, uh, Shurimpu. Just uh, include a joke and you can be pretty sure that if it's funny, I'm going to end up reading it. But if I get if I get more puns, I'm blocking you. If I get any puns from any of you guys out there, I'm putting you in the spam folder forever. Jeff is a pun hater, which is like a fun hater <laughs> because it's the same. There's a pun. Pun and fun. Huh? I don't I don't think that was very punny. Oh, hey, and we're degrading. Hey, Jeff, do you like lol puns? No. I've I got, got a silly boom. Oh, man. Uh, I'm, I'm glad I hadn't heard that before. Oh. oh. Okay, can we move on? Man, let's stop now. Let's stop. <laughs> okay. You know, you just want to move on, Rin, because this is this is your part right here. You said you were going to do it. Now we're going to force you to. Let's do some shout-outs from the iTunes store. Yay! Uh, and cut this part really quick. Am I starting at my nickname got taken, or is it Hero? Hero got taken. Well, you just said both of them, so there you go. Do both. Yeah, do, do both? Okay. So, shout-outs from me today because I'm more perky than Christian is with his nasally Yamumu voice. Um, my nickname got taken. <laughs> um, Heroic Cookie, which also I just obviously have to point out. He says, also, Heimer is mid, um, at mid, is tons of fun. Totally is. Um, just be careful. <laughs> um, I like cookies. I like cookies too, especially like heroic cookies. You yeah. gotta love heroic. I like cookies. heroic free cookies. Heroic free cookies. <laughs> yeah. As health pots. Anyway. Yeah, as health um, pots. <laughs> um, we've also Don't got. Laugh, <laughs> you're screwing it up. You're, you're messing it up. No Also, a shout out to Freaky, um, to the amazing Steel Jester, um, Ozzy H, and Jeebus26. I really like that one. Jeebus, Jeebus 26, you get an awesome shout out for being Jeebus 26. What's the 26 for? Now I want to know. Because he's 1 through 25. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, that's my guess. (laughs) All Mm. right. The same origin as uh, Christian's Twitter. You you can find him on Twitter at CTF1990. That's because CTF19 or 1 through 1989 were taken. But uh, you can also go ahead and hit me up on Twitter. I'm at EatGamer. You can get to Dave. He's LowEloDave and Rin, Rin the Yordle. Or, wait, no, we're doing a different one? No, no, no. Keep That's fine. Just okay. that for Okay, yeah. yeah. So and you can hit up Rin, Rin the Yordle. You can also visit our website whenever you like, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I guarantee you there's a, a live website waiting to answer your call at <laughs> www.loelo.com do do and does that make sense go to at all? The, go to the address address yeah. above and see a real website <laughs> see a real <laughs> website anytime i dare anywhere. you all to type in dota2sucks.com oh <laughs> but uh yes 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 so you can email us Send us your, you know, fan mail or just stories about the games that you've been playing or submissions to our game for your biggest comeback or the biggest comeback that you've seen. 
at team at lowelo.com. T-E-A-M at lowelo.com. You, when funny you're at pictures our, of cats. Yeah, like we like it. funny pictures of cats, too. <laughs> we have a secret section on the site with funny pictures. Just no of funny cats. pictures of Rin, because I get enough of that in the discussion on Loilo. Yeah. Also, also from, also from <laughs> Is anyone making fun of you in your pictures, Rin? Uh, you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Me. Everyone. I, ever. I, Compy does it too, doesn't he? Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, we're not going to discuss the stick figures. But we will discuss whatever you want on Facebook. <laughs> so go ahead and throw us a like if Ooh, you're on nice. Facebook. Nice save there. You like that? That yeah. was good. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and then you can also go ahead and talk about whatever you like, mostly because it's unmoderated and we can't do anything about it. You know, is uh, go to Loilo Chat in the PvP client if it's working, I guess. <laughs> when it's up, <laughs> yeah. When yeah. It, and and if it's not, just hit that red reconnect to chat button and you know cross your fingers and pray. But uh, it's all one word, Loilo. Um, and we've also got people trying to carry the torch for us on the various EU servers. So if you're uh, listening to us from across the pond, go ahead and uh, try try to get in and build that low elo community up overseas for us. The pond is the Atlantic Ocean. Right. Just want to tell that. If you have any new players out there. <laughs> what new players to geography? <laughs> <laughs> any level 1 geographers. <laughs> right. Get oh, and this <laughs> okay, and don't and and don't forget, we're doing regular streamed events uh, Wednesdays and Saturdays, and adding more all the time. You can check that out lowelo.com/stream, or just go ahead and click on the live button once you get there. See just what we're up to. We've got some great shoutcasters doing the thing there: Ace Trainer, Eli, Hacha, uh, Ice Dark Knight. All all great casters doing a great job and uh should probably thank Udda for the giveaway. He did That's true. And Udda and uh and actually Plato Bear, they both did uh RP giveaways for us. And we've got another RP giveaway along with some other great prizes coming up here too for our art contest, which I mentioned last week. We've got official details going up on the site and into the forums right now. Where if you are an artist, a budding artist, graphic designer, illustrator, any of those things, we're challenging you to give us some new album artwork. If you've listened to the show before, you've definitely seen our album artwork. It's attached to every single one of the MP3s that we send out. And it's also featured on our page in the iTunes store. So that means it's viewed by everyone who ever checks us out with their iPhone, iPad, or from their computer through that store. So give us a chance, or we're, we're giving you a chance to create that art. Details are out there, but we're giving out RP, a chance to be on the show. Read through the rules. We're looking for some great art. Hit us up at, te at team at lowelo, or sorry, no, contest at lowelo.com, where you can send your submissions. But make sure you read through the rules first, because we've got some great info there. If you Other guys need, oh, sorry. No, throw go. in really quick too. If you guys need any technical difficulties, stuff like that, um, I can't help you obviously make your submission. But if you have questions, I'm more than willing to help out anywhere that I can. So, and she'd be more than happy to tell you whether or not she thinks it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell everyone that they're awesome because any submission is going to be awesome, even if it's stick figures. It'll be awesome. Yeah, <laughs> is my submission awesome? Because I'm going to make one. 
Even though I can't win, no. I'm still going to submit. No. I already made my submission. Anyway. Pompey made it way better. <laughs> yeah, by adding a jet. Yeah. Anyways. Let's go ahead and wrap this one up. It's been Low Elo episode 27. I'm Jeff Wyckoff, a.k.a. Eat Crayons. With me, as always, has been Dave, a.k.a. Compy386. Hey, <laughs> Still have the pause in there. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I should write down things, like ideas. There's a challenge. You guys send me ideas for what to say at that point, because I, I have no I idea. So. Yeah, then then Christian, uh, also known as All Your Base One Two Three. Hey yo! <laughs> I I hate this part of the show. And Rin the Yordle. Hey yo! Don't worry, don't worry. For anyone who has the Yordle song stuck in your head, last thing I'm gonna say tonight is. Bubble, 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 pop. Bubble, bubble, pop, pop. Stay classy, summoners. La 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 la. Damn it, Red. La. La 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 la.